Hello, friends. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back to the Resilient Leaders Podcast. If this is the first time that you are listening to this podcast, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. Kairos Partnerships is an organization committed to equipping hungry leaders like you for a world of complexity and uncertainty. And that's why resilience is so important. Before we jump in, I want to start off right from the, the jump here. I continue to be so deeply grateful to partner and link arms with our Resilient Leaders podcast producer, Joel Bowen. He's the sage on the soundboard, the president of production, Sir Mix-A-Lot, and the founder and owner of On A Limb Productions. Uh, you've heard me say it before, and I mean it every t- single time I say it. This podcast could not happen without his involvement. So, muchas gracias, amigo. Thanks, Joel. Let me encourage you all listeners to check out his great work at onalimproductions.com or check out the show notes for more information. Well, let's jump in here. We're tired. We've been through a lot. When I was with uh, about 20 leaders earlier this week, many of them younger leaders, I just said, what are you feeling these days? What are some adjectives you use to describe? And I heard tired, worn out, exhausted, overwhelmed. No surprise. We're tired. But one of the most important things that we can do is to be well-rested. Some things out of our control, but there are things are in control, are in our control. And I told a friend just this past Monday who had been helping a friend who was in crisis and he had been with his friend at the hospital, uh, hospital bedside with someone he knew until two o'clock in the morning. But I told him when I saw him the next morning, maybe the most spiritual thing you do today is take a nap. And he agreed. You know, it's troubling how few leaders are well-rested. When I speak about this with leaders, I ask them to name three well-rested leaders. No one can ever give me an answer very quickly. Former U.S. President Bill Clinton said, every major mistake that I've ever made in my life is due directly to the fact that I had little rest. Again, maybe one of the most spiritual things we can do this week is take a nap. You know, we live in a culture that values busyness and celebrates workaholism as if it's some sort of badge of honor. But sadly, all places, including those in religious contexts, those in the church, we can carry that around as a cultural value system badge as well. We don't need to do this as leaders. When was the last time you received the compliment, you know what? You're such a well-rested leader. Thanks for caring for us by caring for your body. You know, admittedly, I have to say I am no expert in this in my own life, which is why I need this mantra that the world needs more well-rested leaders. I unfortunately have had an unhealthy habit of staying up too late after my family goes to bed. I'm, I'm really not wasting my time on trivial things. In fact, oftentimes I'm studying or responding to crucial emails or sometimes visiting someone in the hospital or reading a very important book or preparing for a teaching or a speaking engagement even writing and editing books. But the problem is that I go to bed exhausted and often wake up irritable, cranky, impatient, and lacking joy. It's not that the things that I'm doing are bad. It's the fact that I'm doing things when I should have been resting. I don't often make this a priority. So I need to hear this as much as you all do. Now, one of the things that I find beautiful about Judaism is in the Jewish faith, there's this beautiful redemptive view of Sabbath rest, what they call Shabbat. 
Now, Shabbat starts from sundown Friday and goes to sundown Saturday. Now, I find this to be really fascinating, the reason that the rhythm comes right out of Genesis chapter 1 in the Bible, that each day of creation is marked off by the repeated phrase, there was evening and there was morning the first day. There was evening, there was morning the second day, and so on. So following the order of creation, Jews begin the day by making a faith statement that says, the first thing that I will do each day is nothing at all. I will sleep. Their Jewish faith began not with doing something, but with stopping everything in order to rest. And when they wake up in the morning, it's a faith statement that God has already been at work in his day long before they began participating in it. There's a great preacher by the name of Charles Spurgeon that said, God gave us sleep to remind us that we're not him. And with this, we can work from rest rather than rest from work. We can be really purposeful about this idea. It's a non-negotiable. We've got to be well-rested leaders. In the Old Testament of the Bible, in 1 Kings chapter 19, God speaks to a prophet named Elijah, and he enters uh, that communication with Elijah with a gentle whisper, or it's as it's been famously translated, the sound of sheer silence, whatever that sound sounds like. But there's another crucial element in the story. In the previous chapter, Elijah participated in one of the most miraculous stories of any prophet in Israel atop of Mount Carmel with the 450 prophets of Baal. Now he's running for his life, he's exhausted, and he's even suicidal. That's right, one of God's prophets said, I'd rather die. But God restores him in three seemingly, quote-unquote, unspiritual ways. Food, drink, sleep. Elijah took a nap. Then it says the angel of the Lord nudged him awake and told him to eat hotcakes and drink water and prov- that was provided for him. Food, water, sleep, gifts. The physical and the spiritual are much more connected than we realize. And the care of our bodies affects our souls just as the care of our souls affects our bodies as leaders. What if a peaceful and well-rested presence was evidence of your faith? Instead of living with anxious workaholism and identity-stealing exhaustion, what if we as leaders were faithfully, counter-culturally communicating to the world that there's a better, more hopeful way to live? Imagine if your to-don't list was full of conviction and confidence. Well-rested leaders are on the endangered species list. And when we model rest to the people that we lead, then other people begin to see that rest is a crucial component and a gift, not a necessary evil. When we purposefully choose rest, we model what it means to receive grace from the God of the universe, to receive a gift if we have the faith to receive it. So leaders, I want to encourage you, choose rest before it's forced upon you. Leaders, I want to encourage you just as we end here, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, the world needs more well-rested leaders. And maybe the most spiritual thing that you can do today, maybe the best thing you can do to lead your people is not to do more, but to do less, and maybe to stop altogether and take a nap. Think about the words of Bill Clinton. He said, every major mistake I've ever made in my life is due directly to the fact that I had little rest. May you be well-rested because rest is a mark of resilience and the world needs resilient leaders and more importantly, leaders who are well-rested. Have a great day and enjoy your nap.